0: Hello, hello. Welcome to the Been There, Lost That Fuck podcast. We are back. What's up, Jess?
1: Hi, just uh, getting into the swing of this again. (laughs) <laughs> I know, brushing we're like, off let's, that rust. let's knock the rust off. We went on a little hiatus for
0: a plethora of reasons, which we will go over here, but I'm super happy to be back. Um, and I liked your comment of like, we're running this in season. So welcome mm-hmm. to season two of the Been There Lost That po- Lost That Podcast. Um, it, it sounds like I'm going to have to say our podcast name 10 more times to to start staying correctly, apparently. Um, but it's been, what, like six weeks or something since we recorded. Yeah. So let's catch it up here. What's been going on with you over the past six weeks? It's my oh. fault that we haven't recorded, so we'll, we'll save me for a second.
1: <laughs> well, I've just been doing lots of lots of work. I got a promotion and um, getting into the swing of summer, so we've been doing lots of pool and hanging out outside and doing things with the kids. So nothing, nothing really earth-shattering, no big trips or anything, you know, but just... Uh, Doing more, more outside summery things lately.
0: Summer is the golden time. That's part of what's been going on here. So like this is prime time in Arizona. Um, it's about to end though, unfortunately. Um, so this is the time of year that it's just a revolving door of guests. We've had some trips that we've taken, which is unusual. Usually it's just people here. But literally every single weekend for the past, I don't know, 12 weeks or something. Uh, we've had people here and then we've had a couple trips away. So our last podcast was like mid-April. We went to San Diego that following week and that was like, that was like what, six weeks into just the fuckery of, of social life. And it really is just like, and it'll end soon because, you know, it'll be oppressively hot within the next two to three weeks. Uh, so we'll be fully back on our game with that. Uh, but we went to San Diego to visit our friends. So Mark lived in San Diego for 10 years. So we have a big group of friends out there. Um, it's part of the reason why we moved to Arizona so that we would be drivable to like most of our friends. And so we made a trip out there. Um, I was already feeling a little bit run down. We partied like rock stars, like did not sleep very much and then got home that Monday um, and I just crashed and burned. Like I started not feeling well. But then we had company come out (laughs) that weekend. So we got home on like Monday. Company came on Wednesday. And I just decided that I was going to completely ignore the fact that I was not feeling well. Um, And I was just going to rely on the fact that my body is resilient. And usually I can get away with some of that shit because my body – like I am pretty healthy Mm -hmm. and so I can push past it. Mm -hmm. Well, well, ma'am, not this time. (laughs) So I continued into the next weekend. Renee and Bill, my parents, were here. We had friends over. We were again partying like rock stars for the weekend. By Saturday, I was like done. I think I I think I went to sleep at like one o'clock in the afternoon, mm-hmm. um, and I didn't resurface for about two weeks. Yep. Um. I have never been so sick in my life. Number one, and I've never been sick for so long. Um, I also 100% started a pandemic bo- amongst our friends. <laughs> I had no idea I was contagious. Like I was just an ignorant, dumb motherfucker, um, ignoring all of the signs, pushing myself way more than I should have. Um, and literally like our, our whole friend group, like it started like, like webbing out. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were all sick for like three to four weeks. It was insane. And it was like, can't get out of bed sick. Like even when I'm sick, I can still work. Like, I I mean, I work from home, but like I can usually push through, at least get what I need to get done. No, no, ma'am. I was like literally sleeping and, for. And 20 what did hours. I call you? I don't. I don't know. An idiot.
1: <laughs> plague
0: princess. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. It was the plague princess. It was really bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danielle, who's been on the podcast, she was sick. Then her husband got sick. Then her kids got sick. It was. I was like fucking patient zero of the. Uh, you know. <laughs> the mm-hmm. pandemic um totally unintentional it was awful we are all recovered now but it literally was it was a rough couple of weeks and it kind of made me it was a wake-up call because it was the first time that i haven't been able to like you know it was the first time that i truly fucked around and definitely found out <laughs> <laughs> um so that's the main reason for our hiatus is you know just me being sick and busy um but I'm sick like and I social said, yeah <laughs> And at the same time, you know, just being Uh a total fucking moron. Um, But now we are – so we're recording now on June 6th on Tuesday. So I guess this episode will come out next Monday on the 12th. Um, And so that means that we probably have, like, three more weeks of decent weather in Arizona. Oh, hi, puppy. Um, Of decent weather in Arizona and pool weather. And then we'll be trapped inside, which means that Jess and I will start working on some more projects, I'm sure.
1: (laughs) Yes, summertime. We tend to get – project inspo in the summer and start, you know, ramping stuff up again. Usually July is like our sweet spot for ideas.
0: Usually July. I'm like, Jess, we're going to restructure the entire business and totally switch (laughs) up the back end. We're going to work 16 hour days all month long. And she's like, yeah, sure. No problem. So that's typically what we do. We'll see what we'll see what actually happens this year. But every other year, that is that's usually how July goes. Um, But I also am getting some plastic surgery in July. So we'll see. (laughs) Although I do typically have a good recovery in the summer. I was just getting, I just saw my time hop, those pictures from two years ago when I had like that little skin Mm. removal on Mm -hmm. my hips. That's already been two years? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm still fucking traumatized. This is the only time I've ever had any complications with plastic surgery, which is as much shit as I've had done. It's lucky. But so, should I tell the story? It's a story we're telling, I think. yeah. yeah. So... Um, after my tummy tuck, I had like a little bit of excess. and my tummy tuck was like 2019. Um, I had like a little bit of excess skin just where my scars ended on both hips. And it was not something that anybody else would notice except for me. But like, quite frankly, I'm not getting plastic surgery or do any of this health and fitness stuff for anybody but me. So I decided I wanted to go get it fixed. And my surgeon is a total gent, very professional. Dr. Buford hit him up. I think we're going to have him on the podcast soon too. Um, and, uh, and he decided, and he decided. You know, he wasn't going to charge me for anything. So he was like, come into the office. I'll, you know, but I want you to wait a full year after your tummy tuck before you do it. So everything's settled. So I was already in Arizona. I fly back to Denver to get this done. And he was like, it'll be, it can be an in office procedure. It's not going to be a big deal. He was going to revise my center scar too, because it had healed like a little bit thicker than it had to be. Um, oh my God. It's like, it's like painful just thinking about this. <laughs> So I show up to his office, uh, like last appointment of the day. Thank God, or I definitely would have uh, would have traumatized other people in that office. Go in there; it's me, him, a nurse. He starts injecting me with lidocaine to numb the area, and he's just going to do like small incisions, stitch everything up, clean it up, whatever. So we learned that my body is that I'm not responsive to injectable lidocaine. So he was like literally like quarterizing and scalpel cutting. Sorry if anybody is like, uh, squeamish <laughs> as I'm saying this. And I'm feeling everything, I'm feeling every single stitch. And he kept being like, Sarah, we don't have to do this. Like, you can come back, I can put you under anesthesia. This can like not be a big deal. But I was like, fuck that. Like, I've been waiting We've a come year too to get far. this done. I flew out. for I literally flew out for 24 hours just to do this. And I was like, I can do it. So I think that this is my equivalent. Since I'm not going to have children, maybe this is the maybe this is the pain that i got to endure. So I'm there, like, holding the nurse's hand. I'm like, fucking, like, I, I don't even want to know the noises that were coming out, out of the office. But anyway, we get it done. It was a couple hours long. It was excruciating. But we got it done. And so I'm like, great. So then I had planned to fly right back to Arizona. So I get in my rental car and I actually got in my rental car and I was, I was like, I would say considering I was pretty tough, but I get in my rental car to drive back to the airport. I drove to the other side of the parking lot, called Mark and I just like broke down crying. I was like, that was so fucked up. I was like, I was like the adrenaline was coming down and I was like, what did I just, what did I just do? So now I have stitched bandages from, like, around the backside of both hips across – like, all the way across the front of my body. So it's, like, literally, like, just, like, incisions across my – around my whole body, except for maybe, like, the back, like, foot of my back. So um, I get in the car. So like the tramp stamp area? Uh, yeah. The tramp stamp area is the only area that's clean, actually. <laughs> it's the only area that has not been touched. Um, There's still time, I suppose, if that comes back <laughs> into style.
1: I, I mean <laughs> –
0: um, yeah, that, the tattoo truck is probably one for another day. Yeah.
1: So I get in the
0: car, I go to the airport, I drop off my rental car, I manage to get uh into the airport, I get through security, I go into the bathroom to pee and there is just fucking blood running down. I was texting you this whole time too, mm-hmm. I think. I, you were. There's blood just running down my body and like adrenaline's coming down. So pain's starting to come in. And so now I'm like taking, I'm, i bled through my pants, but like I, I was, I didn't have like backup pair of pants. I literally just flew in. So I'm like taking like whatever gauze I could find and like toilet paper from the bathroom. And I just kept telling myself, I was like, Sarah, you just have to get home. As long as you get home, you can start recovering. You will be fine. So I like strapped myself up. I think I tied a sweatshirt around my waist. It probably, I probably—I mean—I don't even want to know what, what it was looking like. But I tied a sweatshirt around my waist, and I was just, like praying things were going to go okay. I get on the plane. I wedge myself into the seat. Text Mark, and I had left my car at the airport in Arizona, and I was like, "There's no way I'm gonna be able to drive myself home. Come get me." So he was like, "I'll come meet you." So I fly home. I'm like fucking deep Lamaze breathing the whole time. This is a longer story than I should have made it, but mm-hmm. hope everybody's along for the ride. Yeah. Uh, Mark's waiting for me at home. I get off the airplane. I mean, I, I was tough the whole time. Immediately start crying again. Anyway, I get home. I start coming like, fine. I'm home. I'm recovering. It's gonna be fine. It'll be good. Um, I mean, like I have, ha- I've had some pretty intense plastic surgery before. This was like not a big deal. It's the least intense thing I've ever had. But I think because of just like the stress and the flying and the you know being in the pain associated with it, my body just like I didn't want to heal and I formed a hematoma that had to be was it a hematoma or seroma. Um, I One don't know. Of those, there was some yeah. stuff that like literally look when we when we like squeezed it out, it literally looked like grape jelly coming out of me. It was disgusting. Um, so luckily, like the problem is with having plastic surgery somewhere else or like I think any kind of surgery probably is that if you have a complication, like another doctor doesn't want to see you because they don't want to be responsible for whatever was happening. Well, thank God, Dr. Buford is friends with a well-known surgeon in Scottsdale, Dr. Gawley, um, who is nice enough to see me because I get like a weekend and I'm like texting Dr. Buford, by the way, awesome that my doctor lets me text him. Um, And I'm telling him like things don't seem to be getting better. And like, it's just like, like the swelling's not getting, he was like, you know what, just go in. So I ended up having to have these drained. But I mean, long story short, that fucking summer, long story long, (laughs) that story was not short, (laughs) Um, (laughs) that I, I went in for this like minor procedure that ended up being and it was supposed to be 2 weeks of recovery and i ate with 8 it was 8 yeah. weeks of the last summer yeah. and i ruined yeah. the summer for everybody that like i couldn't get to pool all summer it was it was shitty so uh so anyway so i'm waiting for my plastic surgery for uh you know when it sucks when the weather sucks here post pool season Um, and I guess people are probably going to ask me, I'm getting my boobs redone and I'm getting my upper eyes done. So I'm getting an upper bluff. If anybody has questions about surgery, by the way, uh, feel free to ask me. I actually have a lot of people, a good amount of people DM me questions and then all, I seem to be the source amongst our group of friends as well. So nothing, clearly nothing is off the table. Um, (laughs) but it is always important to remember that like things can happen even with the best surgeon, even with the best care, things can go wrong. Um, and i think that's my biggest hesitation in getting more stuff done because like anything yeah. else i've had done have been like major thing, like major life changing things right mm-hmm. um like getting my tummy tuck was like removing the skin so i could see my work and so that i could or my hard work and so i could wear whatever clothes that i want what i'm getting this time doesn't really like change anything big so i'm like am i getting greedy should i <laughs> am i just asking for something to go wrong at this point <laughs> nah <laughs> Nah. Uh Well, we'll find out. <laughs> if we want to find Stay out, we're going to have to fuck around. Um, <laughs> but well, and I will say that the reason that I'm getting my boobs redone and like word to the wise, if anybody is thinking about getting surgery and skin removal. And, and I think this is a conversation that we probably need to have because we have a lot of clients mm-hmm. that lose a lot of weight. And this yeah. is going to be yeah. a part of their journey. Um, is that I wish I would have waited until I got as lean as I am now and like maintained it for a while. So. When yeah. I, I had my boobs done first, and then I had my tummy tucked done like a year and a half later because I didn't think I was going to need a tummy tuck. Um, but after I lost most of my weight, my boobs were just like uneven and saggy, mm-hmm. and I always had breasts, but I was never able like I always had to wear a bra. I never had like you know I never was able to wear like cute tank tops and stuff. Um, so that was the first thing that I got done. But I thought that I was done losing weight, mm-hmm. so I was not worried. Like I was like, I was ready to roll. I thought I, you know, I thought maybe I'd lose another ten pounds, not a big deal. Um, but I've gotten quite a bit leaner since. And as a result, and I had a lift and implants, but as a result, they've just gone a little bit South. Listen, my tits are still great. I'm not like, I don't have to wear bra. <laughs> um, but they could be better. And like, if you're going to, if you're going to pay for it, like they might as well be perfect. So that's why I'm going yeah. back is to get another lift. Um, I'm getting a different type of implant. Um, so that's happening July 27th. Then I figured, <laughs> you know, while I'm already under anesthesia, I might as well get my eyes done. So... <laughs> Um, right everybody welcome to my mental illness <laughs> here we are <laughs> um, plastic surgery is a slippery slope though you've got to be careful and you also totally need to make sure that you have a provider a doctor um that will tell you no like that is, yeah for, well for me at least because and i think it's probably like i don't have any tattoos i know you have tattoos mm-hmm. um like it gets addictive right it becomes it com- becomes yeah. normalized right
1: yeah yeah once you have one it's like oh why, why not why not one more why not another one Totally. Now I'm, now I'm too cheap and I don't really want to spend money on that. I'd rather, I'd rather eat tacos. <laughs> I'd rather spend money
0: on LMNT. <laughs>
1: yeah. I'd rather spend oh money God. on
0: food. Speaking of, did you get your
1: uh, grapefruit yet? I think okay. it comes today. Actually. Okay. I, I, I saw that I have a couple packages coming today from the mail lady. So I'm
0: currently sipping on mine. I think everybody, hopefully everybody who's listening to this podcast knows about our love for LMNT. It's our electrolyte powder drink. Um, We do have a – well, it's not a discount code. It's like a link for your first purchase. You get a free sample pack to try the flavors. So uh, put it in the show notes, Jess. Yes.
1: Um, But
0: it is the bomb. Um, Salt is so, so important and salt is so demonized just by people that don't know enough about it. For example, the FDA. Um, (laughs) But salt is so important if you want to actually hydrate. And high-quality salt is so important as well. You definitely don't want to be consuming tons of table salt. Um, Actually, I'll send a couple. um, I have two things that we can include with a little bit more salt education that I'll send your way. Um, But if you actually plan to to hydrate and not just flush with water, you need to have salt in your diet. You need to replenish those sources if you're working out and all of those things. Uh, So anyway, we discovered LMNT like six months ago. December yeah mm, December <laughs> um and it is it's just like a little powder you put i put I use one packet to forty ounces of water. you'll go saltier than that, won't you?
1: I do one packet to forty ounces. I like it okay. i i it's now I've gotten used to it so like sometimes I wanted it a little bit saltier, but it's always good and it's to the point now that I have to like hide my Stanley from Logan, my four year old because he will suck down my watermelon salty water um in record speed.
0: That's because it's the best thing ever. So it's one
1: of those things that, like, for
0: me, I tried it and I like, I've been seeing all over the internet. I read, like, all the information on why it's good for me. I think the first one I tried was citrus, which is still my favorite. Well, I don't know. Mm. This might be my new favorite, but uh, it was citrus. And I took it and I was like, that's salty. Oh, yeah. i was like drinking the ocean and you were like sarah it is electrolyte water just, that, that, is, that is literally what you are drinking right now <laughs> then it becomes like strangely addictive and mm-hmm. we've seen this with everybody even my mom was here a couple of weeks ago i was like you got to try this and she was like i don't know she texted me last week and she's like i'm obsessed with this shit mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. yeah that first step you're like "Ooh, i don't know about this and then you just like ah, let me try a little bit more
0: yeah all and right that's not so bad and know, then the it becomes a daily it. thing it is. It's the best thing ever. So they just came out with a grape. I actually think the grapefruit was like a relaunch. I don't think it's a brand, oh. but, but but it's new to us. Yeah. So I ordered it last week and this is my yesterday. I tried for the first
1: time and it it's up there with the citrus for sure. Interesting. Yeah. The one that I use the most now is actually my chocolate salt.
0: You know, what's funny is, <laughs> you know, you know exactly what I'm going to tell you. I've had that fucking sitting in my closet and I haven't even opened it because it just doesn't seem right to me.
1: It. It's good. I like it. I, I use it for my iced coffee every morning and it gives me the flavor that I need so that I'm not having to, like, I'm not missing the, like, the syrups and the things that used to be what made my coffee good or like the, like, flavored creamers and all of that. Um, so I do my, I do some monk fruit. I do the element tea chocolate salt, my blonde roast iced espresso stuff, um, and some almond milk. And it's fantastic. Okay, I'm like I'm like kind of tempted to like pause this and go pop into the
0: kitchen and make <laughs> it and try it live on camera. I happen to have cold brew already ready to go. <laughs> Ooh, <good laughs> I'll have one. I'll have one ready for our next podcast, and, all. <laughs> and I'll Fair. try it. But just I don't know. Something just seems not right about that to me. But you know, you you never yeah. steered me wrong. Jess is the foodie in the group here.
1: I mean, you like heavy, uh like uh, salted caramel. It's kind of um, that same idea. Mm, mm. Yeah.
0: Well, Mark got me some brownies from I was wanting a brownie last week and he got me yeah. oh well he got me some peonies from Trader Joe's, which was so nice. Uh, peonies are my favorite flower and they are only around like right now. So um and Mark is Mark is not a romantic jester guy, but he's been he's been, he's been he around peonies. I he got me a new tennis bracelet that I've been like ask, I asked him for a tennis bracelet for our anniversary. I was like, you know, five years this year, maybe we could like do something. I'd really like a piece of jewelry. And he was like, No, no way. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh and then it showed up a couple days ago it's so so pretty but anyway mark's been like on it um you know i mean we have been having a lot of sex maybe these things <laughs> maybe i'm maybe i'm learning a lesson here uh men are simple though right <laughs> um i don't even know what we were planning on talking about today i think we had some like trickle down questions but then we have yeah. a ton of new questions because we ran a little q a box on mm-hmm. uh on the podcast but or on the uh facebook group um Oh, Meredith was also asking if she was asking about LMNT and if I tried the citrus as a margarita, which I haven't. Have you tried it? I have. And it's delicious. Is it? Yes. Um, Danielle and I I made made these margaritas. Go ahead. Finish. I
1: would say you could. It also works really well as the rim for your margarita. So like the one that you already like recipe it out with that on the rim.
0: Oh, Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, well, we're having a pool party here on Friday, <laughs> so um, wait, get ready for an update. Um, we made the best margs ever the other day. Uh, I love me a margarita, but they just fucking suck in the macro department. I usually, if at a restaurant, will order a skinny marg, but skinny margs are still like not that low count. I mean, they still have like straight up agave sugar in them. Yeah. Um. So then I started ordering just like tequila with lots and lots of lime, and then I'll add like a packet of stevia to it. Um, it's a little depressing if you're trying to compare it to a Marg, but if you think about it as its own thing, it does kind of hit the spot. Um, but I started looking up recipes for like an, a skinny Marg and then I like made it my own. And so what it is, is it's, uh, two limes juiced, half a like regular orange, uh, ounce and a half of tequila. I put it in a blender with ice and then I just did like five drops of the Trader Joe's liquid stevia and holy shit, it was fucking delicious. Nice. I didn't fully macker it out, but it's definitely not uh, – it's, it's definitely in line with, like, you know, a White Claw yeah. or something like that. I think it that de- orange
1: juice is what sets it It apart. is. It's so, so mm-hmm. good.
0: And it's definitely better than a White Claw. Fuck White Claws. Literally, I don't know what everybody is so up in arms with the White Claws. I literally open them and I'm like, oh, it kind of tastes like soap. That's, like, not going to get me <laughs> drunk.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're not for me. I've tried them a couple it, times and mm. –
0: I I always have them stocked here because everybody else seems to drink them, but I've never opened one and been like oh yeah oh yeah so that White Claw definitely definitely worth the calories. And it doesn't even get you drunk. You got to drink like a shit ton of them.
1: Yeah no not at not at a hundred calories a pop. I'm not not worth it. I know I'm over it. We have like a whole like selection of
0: weird drinks in our for just from having people here. Yeah. Um, but I have I'm one of those people that like I have like the same three to five drinks that always like yeah you are too you're you're pretty much pretty much across the board a mark person yeah
1: yeah pretty much um or a gin and tonic do you like you
0: like a mimosa too sometimes
1: uh yeah yeah
0: i like a mimosa i like a i do like a bloody mary uh i like a Jordy martini
1: and i've never had a martini
0: oh well well, how how did you fucking come out here and not have a martini? That's so weird. I don't
1: know. I don't know.
0: Well, it's time to plan your next trip, but you definitely don't want to be here for at least four months. <laughs> right. Right um or i'll have wine i like I, I like red i prefer red over white but i'll have wine But that's pretty much it i don't fuck around with any of those things like i have friends that every time we go out they're like looking at the drink menu for the fancy stuff it a has no interest to in me anytime that i order any of those things i'm like disappointed And i'm like wish i ordered a martini um, yeah. but also there's they're, they're always like so high sugar like if i'm gonna have a drink i'm gonna be efficient with those calories and i'm trying to catch a buzz i'm not just trying to have a drink to like enjoy a drink i'm trying to buzz like what why else are we doing this
1: <laughs> fair
0: very fair. Um, welcome to our health podcast. We're here to talk <laughs> yeah. about alcohol and plastic surgery.
1: <laughs> Follow us for more health
0: tips. Yeah. So I think we're all caught up. Is there anything else that, uh any- <laughs> anything yeah. else going on in the home? Oh, fucking bear. Let's talk about bear ruining my life. Our puppy turns. He'll be two. Oh, his birthday is on Friday. Uh-huh. Uh, so he'll be two on Friday. And he has now reverted back to eating my sandals. Um, I literally have, flip-flops like the same flip-flops on subscribe and save from amazon because it's so much of a problem um and he in the middle of the and this is when he fucks shit up so i can leave him home uh all day long we can go to the gym we can go whatever whatever we got to do doesn't fuck shit up in the morning he likes to like wake us well luch starts mark's dog by like wait by like whining 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 then Bear jumps into bed and starts trying to wake us up then we open the bedroom door and we're like leave us the fuck alone well, this is, this is his time. Then he starts like tearing through my shit. Only my shit, not Mark's shit. Just my shit. <laughs> and, if, and, and when he tore my sandals up yesterday, he like took, the, I had them like in my nightstand drawer because I've been putting them up and he pulled mm-hmm. them out. And here's the kicker. He only destroys the right sandal. I have five pair, five left, five pairs. No, I have five left sandals and I have five right sandals that
1: are not usable so you have to buy a new pair because you can't even mix and match the
0: (laughs) right the least he could do is like switch it up so i think i think he's gonna have to start sleeping in his crate but he's and he doesn't he doesn't mind his crate i think it's just we feel bad putting in his crate for no reason he doesn't care um but it's weird that's that's the only time is in the morning that he fucks shit up any other time totally fine
1: oh man are you gonna do anything special for his birthday
0: um i'm gonna buy myself another pair of sandals (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Maybe, maybe we'll go to the pet store and we'll buy some of that sour spray you're telling there me. There you
1: about. go. The no bite spray. Yes, you should just have it Amazon. I think they'll have it there in in a day.
0: Oh my god! And why doesn't fuck up Mark shit? Like Mark's got good know. stuff. I don't
1: know. Maybe maybe he he doesn't have the same kind of smelly feet and he's not into it. <laughs> what, are, what are
0: you trying to say?
1: Maybe maybe Mark's. <laughs> Feet Sandals or, um, are like
0: way more used and old and like should be. Maybe smellier. that's why he doesn't
1: want them because they're, oh, they're too much. He sticky. likes the fresh sandals. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um
0: it's driving me crazy. I'm, I like that that's one of my current events, is bare rooting <laughs> my life. I um, mean,
1: yeah. Yeah. He's basically to a th- th- toddler.
0: I'm trying to think if there's anything else in this catch-up episode. Oh, we've officially entered the season of Arizona where there's no cold water. Oh. Mark, pointed, actually, Mark, like, got, uh he got, he, I don't know, he was carrying laundry out, and he, like, I don't know, got his hand stuck on something, and he had, like, he, like, cut his knuckle yesterday, and I was, really? like, running under cold water, and he was, like, we don't have any cold water. Weird. <laughs> so we realized that was going on yesterday. Yeah. I, that's something they don't tell you before you moved here. I had no idea that that was, I wouldn't even think about it.
1: Yeah. I wouldn't have, but, I wouldn't have thought about it. I've never lived anywhere where that was a thing, so. <laughs> No
0: cold water. It's nice that we don't have to heat the pool anymore. The heat's, like, cruising at 86. Well, most people don't like that, but I, that's, that is my pool temperature. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like it warm.
1: My my uncle's pool was, like, 90 degrees when we went up there two weekends ago, and it was perfect. Because it was that not super perfect. hot out. It was, like, 75. So, like, it wasn't, like, I didn't need a cool cold pool, like... More yeah, and was, it's still it? it's
0: still colder than the hot tub. Like, our hot tub's at 105 or 104, yeah. 105, so it's not like yeah. – so there's still a difference between the two. Although when we got our hot tub, they told us that, like, in the summer that it might get too hot, which I don't think we've had happen yet. Um, but they said to take, like, gallon, like, waters and freeze them and, like, throw them in the hot tub, just cool it oh, down. Sure. Um, so – but we haven't crossed – we haven't had to cross that bridge here just yet. Um nice. When I was in high school, I used to, we had a, we had a, we had a sick house. <laughs> so probably not in high school because my parents were a little, were a little strict. We weren't throwing parties until like college. Like when I came home from college, I think I, they would let us have uh, pool parties and stuff. And I used to like crank the heater up and it would piss my dad off so bad because I would never, I would never turn it back down either. By the way, I was just he would like, <laughs> he would go down and he would be like 95 degrees. What do you think? This is Cribs. What do you think you're on MTV Cribs? <laughs> And I'd be like
1: I don't know what you're talking about dad I just didn't want to swim in a cold pool we're like night swimming I can picture him saying that too yeah
0: yeah that's he was funny. like what do you think you're doing here um all right so I think that that's about it what's going on with your kids I haven't even not not that it's something I ask about all that often
1: they're sleeping um Logan's almost five um so that's that's settling in with me that he's Logan kn- is
0: learning how to count his macros already five years uh, old and this little boy is like protein carb fat mom oh give me some veggies
1: yeah yeah no he's on it he, he's totally on it and and i haven't had to like i mean i'm sure he hears me talking about it but i don't talk to him about it directly but it's just a matter of like how i've presented his meals to him with whatever he asks and he's just like he's just caught on and he's like oh yeah okay can i have a burrito and carrots that's yeah, awesome you can have that Sure. Whatever he asks for. He always asks for either a fruit or a vegetable with it because I always give him a fruit or or a vegetable with whatever he asks for. He asked me for a popsicle for breakfast. Sure, you can have a popsicle, but you're also going to have some scrambled eggs and some oranges and some frozen peas. Both of my kids love to eat frozen peas straight from the freezer. Hashtag balance. (laughs) I mean, it makes a very easy snack. Uh, Literally just grab the bag from the freezer and pour them out. But that's it. You know that's something that
0: I I can say I never have in my house. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I they're on my weekly grocery list That's frozen so funny. Peas and then frozen peas and carrots cuz sometimes Eli wants the uh, frozen carrots as well.
0: It's nice for oh, teething. That's great. I can't um, so this that's, where our 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 well, I should, I was about to say our our like fridges and pantries look totally different, but I feel like we have the same staples, let me just like fill in with other stuff. Mhm. Mm-hmm. There are some things across the board, like you know, you're always going to buy a rotisserie chicken if you go to Costco. Yeah, oh, yeah if you walk sure. out those doors and there is not a rotisserie chicken in your cart, you are not my people.
1: <laughs> I mean, $4.99, you can't beat it, it's a huge chicken.
0: Um, other things from Costco that you've been buying lately, like I I mean, I we always do that the sous vide sliced sirloin, that's a, a fave. I actually had that for breakfast, yeah. But yeah. we've been getting some like more meatball and sausage options, and it's so funny. Mark Mark does the shopping. Um, I don't love going to stores, but um, well, it's not the stores; it's the people at the stores. Um, <laughs> um, he he's been coming home and he's been like, check out the macros on this, and he's like been keeping an eye on stuff. it has been getting better over over the Good. year. Good, uh, but he's been finding more like meatball and sausage options that are like the Amy easy. Lou's. Yeah, and they're already cooked, so you just like chuck them in the microwave. Super easy protein to combine with stuff. Yeah, um, I. Justice literally have up. it, in,
1: literally Jess, have it in front Jess of me right holding now. up a tiny dildo in the camera right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we are we're, we're into the Amy
0: Lou's a lot. Uh, yeah, they're all good, and and there's different kind. He just got like a oh like a jalapeno mango like chicken meatballs that we've been like, uh, pineapple <laughs> something. Yeah, the pineapple is the sausage that he does. I want to say these ones are mango. I'll have to look. It's jalapeno and some sort of tropical fruit. Mm. And I think they're chicken meatballs. And the macros are pretty good on them. So um, I find that Costco has a lot of good uh, already cooked proteins. Or even like the sliced sirloin that's like mostly cooked. You just have to like throw it in the pan for a second. Yeah. Um, Our Costco has egg whites back too, which we didn't have for Mm. a long time.
1: Yeah, I do like to get my egg whites from Costco. It just costs for unit is just it just makes sense. I wish they would just put it in like one big package
0: though. Like can't they just put it in like a big milk carton instead a gallon of a like,
1: jug of Yeah, they put it whites. in like these six
0: little baby things that I have to find room for in my fridge. Right. Can you freeze that? Yeah. Huh. You can you can freeze
1: you can freeze whole eggs too.
0: I have not done that. I mean I've done it by accident because I overpack my fridge and things start freezing, but then I, I usually thought that they were like garbage. Fridge real estate is, like, a real problem in our house, which is ridiculous because there's only two of us. But um, it's easy to do. We just eat so many uh, veggies. <laughs> um, and veggie-wise, I've been, like, beyond lazy lately. Well, lazier than usual. Um, but we've been doing just, like, like crudité type veg that you can just mm-hmm. munch, like, raw. Like, those snacking peppers are so good. Carrots. Yep. Celery. Cucumber, cucumber is one of those things that I'll either like definitely eat it or I'll be too lazy about peeling it. Like literally, that's how lazy I am. Yeah. Too lazy about yeah. peeling and cutting it. I've been that. doing a lot of
1: the the mini cucumbers, but they when they've been coming, they've been like a day away from being not good. So I've been um, having to store them in mason jars with water in order to keep them for longer. Ooh. So they don't Do they stay fresh? Yeah. 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 Oh, and it keeps I them from getting that. that like slimy weirdness going on if you just keep them in the plastic so just a big mason jar with some water or you could do it like a tupperware container with water too cucumbers
0: are a little hit and miss for me you know what's the most hit and miss is celery because if you get a bad piece of celery oh, yeah. it's like fucking it's like getting a shell in your egg salad and you're like well oh, i guess you can't have that for the next six months <laughs> yeah 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 I've i been... would 100 percent by uh uh, hard-boiled eggs already peeled and d- dealt with I, like I just I don't even fuck around with it it's such I, I, I know that I'm wasting money but I don't even care because if I get a shell it will totally ruin egg salad for me Um, But it's so easy. I have one of those, like, like those old school, like, slap chop things. It's the easiest thing for egg salad. Use Greek yogurt instead of mayo. And you have, like, the – it's so delicious, so high protein. Um, And the other thing I do is I'll use more egg whites than, like, yolks. So I'll Mm -hmm. do, like – maybe I'll do, like, three egg whites and two holes. um, And then the yolk will take care of my fat. And then I'll use Greek yogurt for a little bit more protein and to get the texture I want. But um, Greek yogurt subs out so many things. (laughs) Yes. Greek yogurt is literally
1: life-changing, like sour cream,
0: Greek yogurt.
1: (laughs) I've Um, also been doing cottage cheese in place of Greek yogurt for some things and (laughs) testing that out we always
0: have uh we always have cottage cheese mark likes cottage cheese with peaches that's like one of his favorite okay. things to have yeah. i'm pretty i'm specific about my curds though like i I mean i'll eat pretty much all cottage cheese but yeah i really like like certain like the i like ones that like the smaller curd and that's like not too wet and i wish i could think of the name brand it's in like a light blue container that's my favorite i'll have Who's to ask mark what it is no it's definitely not that
1: um Um, i i take my um immersion blender in my cottage cheese and i just i've I've been blending the whole thing up and making uh it smooth and then i can use it for like dips and stuff like i can i can season it with either like french onion or ranch seasoning and use it for a dip i add it to my eggs and i'll just scramble it in with eggs Um, i know you've been on a kick with the eggs I like I've,
0: cottage cheese yeah. on pasta. Let's circle back to that. Okay. My mom used to make that for me when I was a kid. And like we talked about I, I, I don't know. I, I we was I was on kick with this maybe like six, eight months ago. And it literally yeah. it is so, so good. And it's so easy to add protein to a pasta dish. And it's like it's zero like lazy effort. Lasagna. Um, totally. It's so good. But people think that's so weird. But it's just it's something that my mom would always make. And also I like to. I like to like do the pasta on the bottom and I put the cottage cheese on top. So it stays cold. So you have a little bit of that, like (laughs) I'm going to say brownie a la mode flavor (laughs) like it feels, but like that hot cold, you know? Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's good. Um, I, also, I
0: tried the ice cream. The ice cream sucks. Don't do it. Oh wait, that was a good. That was a something that Lindsay was like, try, try some of the TikTok things we, when we when we posted our question oh, box. Oh yes. yes, Lindsay said, post. Uh, I don't remember how she said it, but she was like, post something that's a fad. So just tried it. Uh, what did you try? Shit, I'm trying to look at like the question that she asked, but I don't
1: see where where it. Uh, goes the here. yogurt parfait with the chocolate on top. Yogurt. Um, oh, with like a chocolate that's shell. It- yeah, I've seen people do that where they take, like, their yogurt cup and then they will mix in, like, peanut butter or protein powder or whatever. And then they'll, like, smash nuts and do some melted chocolate on top. And then they stick the whole thing in the freezer until it gets a little bit hard. And so then it's almost like a little, like, yogurt soft serve with hard shell. Mm-hmm. It looks good. I haven't tried it yet. But, but it then cool.
0: the cottage cheese ice cream was disappointing, right? Cottage I mean, cheese ice so.
1: cream was disappointing. But, like, Nicole made it and she liked it. So I guess it's just, you know. It's
0: a matter of when was the last preference. time you had real ice cream
1: right right <laughs> it's funny how that happens that like when you have a dupe of
0: something for so long you're just like well this is delicious and then you have the real thing and you're like
1: oh maybe it's not that delicious yeah yeah <laughs> i think that was probably one of one of what was going on there i didn't yeah
0: not a fan well we've been trying to get our hands on a fucking ninja creamy because meg got a creamy she asked me what i knew about it and i was like i just saw that people like them uh but i well, you know i haven't used one she got one and within like a week she was like you must have one well, yeah. Perfect timing. Costco has it on like this super duper sale, but we cannot find them. Danielle and I have been looking. You have looked. So if and hey, if anybody can lock down a creamy from Costco um, with the great sale, I will buy you one. If you buy, uh, I'll, I'll. I need four of them, so I need one for jess me danielle and then you will get one as well compliments of me so everybody uh let's let's use our reach across
1: the country here hopefully they're in stock in, like o- she was in montana and they didn't have them
0: oh that's nice hopefully oh. hopefully they're in stock in ohio because that'll work in our favor since got oh yeah yes. um, yeah so if anybody can find four creamies one of those is yours you just have to mail them my way i will cover the cost of shipping as well <laughs> Um, but I heard these things are delicious uh, yeah. and you can make all sorts of different things. Um, I have, I bought an ice cream maker a couple years ago, but it's like annoying. Like there's too much prep work with the one that I have and it doesn't work that well. Um, so that would be, I would say, pass on that appliance. Yeah. But the creamy apparently is good.
1: I mean, you still have to like plan it a day in advance if you want it, the creamy.
0: Yes. Yeah. So
1: it's it's it still is a
0: planner. But the thing that the one that we had, it takes up so much space in your freezer that it's like you have to oh,
1: have a whole annoying. spot for it. Yeah. Um so These I These are just the little I, containers. I, little yeah, Danielle
0: containers, said that she found like oh, what did you set? maybe in the wrong color or like didn't have the right amount of accessories or whatever. She was like, I think I'm just gonna get it. I was like, dude, just wait, just wait. We gotta wait a couple more weeks. I think that they just got overwhelmed with yeah. the, the Costco flow. For sure. Sure, yeah. Well, should we quickly finish up the questions from? La- do we have the? Do you know which ones are the questions from last time
1: that we still owe people? I, I'm, I think the top couple of questions, maybe, but I'm not sure if these are mixed or whatever.
0: Okay, so uh, oh wow, these I are think a lot. That, I think let's do the quick prep one. Um, so Leanne asked quick prep ideas. I recently told my mom, I'm tired of food and I think I'm really tired of preparing food. Sometimes I just want a grab and go solution solution. I know turkey, jerky is one. What are others that people have found useful? So I actually made a post about this. Uh, I don't remember if it was in, I, I know I made it for Leanne, but I don't know if it was in response to this or something else. Um, but I find that just prep, like having things that are already done. Like we started talking. this is perfect segue from our Costco talk. Um, there's so many things that are available that are always that you don't have to fuck around with anything. So uh, any clients in our Facebook group, um, by the way, if anybody, any, any previous clients, if you haven't found your way into our Facebook group, let me know. Um, it is open to previous clients and current clients and you guys get access to all sorts of fun things. Um, but I made a list of what's in my kitchen this week. And, and you can chime in on this too, but all the things that are in my kitchen that are things that these are proteins are probably what she's referring to, um, having eggs on hand, those hard-boiled peeled eggs, super duper easy, uh, liquid egg whites are obviously you have to do something with them, but liquid Mm -hmm. egg whites, you can put in the microwave. So, um, whole eggs will explode in the microwave, like real eggs, but liquid egg whites are pasteurized. Uh, fun fact, you can also just, you can drink liquid egg whites. It's not my, my dad Mm -hmm. does it because he needs to have, he needs to take in like a massive amount of protein. So that's something that he likes to do. Um, that, I know that idea skeeves most people, but they're pasteurized, so they're safe to consume. They don't really taste like a whole lot. You can add them into a protein shake. Mm -hmm. Um, but the other thing is that company shit, uh, muscle egg. They make egg whites that are like flavored and you can make, you know, you can make all sorts of things with them. Uh, So having liquid egg whites on hand is awesome. Uh, We mentioned rotisserie chicken. Mm -hmm. Mark and I like to buy shrimp cocktail um, or already cooked peeled shrimp that are frozen. That's super easy. Uh, You can use it for like normal shrimp cocktail with some cocktail sauce. Mm -hmm. um, Or you can use it for a stir fry or you can use it for a wrap or you can use it for tacos. Anything else? Salad. Oh yeah, sa- anything Fresh you can rolls. always chop on a salad. Um, yes, yeah, so you can repurpose that so many different ways. Um, and we we love a snack plate here, so having <laughs> having something split up that way is easy. Um, we mentioned the Costco vide sliced sirloin. Greek yogurt is nice to have on hand, cottage cheese, uh also, like adding in, I find that adding, like doing two protein sources, sometimes is helpful, especially for like breakfast foods, because usually the amount of eggs that we need to eat to hit our protein goals is a lot of eggs. Yeah. Um. So I I've been mixing in. First of all, I have been using kale in my uh in my little morning scramble. Um, which I I used because I didn't have anything else that was green, and I just was like, let's see how this goes. Um, it's fucking delicious, and it does not get soggy like pretty much any so other vegetable like- and eggs do.
1: Accidentally buy kale one day, and you're like, "Oh, now I need these." Or did you buy it for a purpose? <laughs> because you can't imagine that somebody
0: would buy kale on purpose.
1: <laughs> I'm just wondering. I've never <laughs> bought it on purpose,
0: but um, I bought it on purpose, and I'll tell you why. So, as you know, I have been on a Caesar salad kick. Mm. It's, okay. it's, I want to say it's a problem, but it's not a problem. Um, so it started with me just like feeling like a Caesar salad, and I wanted like a bit like a fat Caesar salad with like a with like salmon and like a nice fatty meal. Um so this salad was probably a thousand calories. Um and I enjoyed the hell out of it, guilt-free. Um, but then I wanted a Caesar salad the next day, and probably two days in a row of a big fat ass salad was not, you know, not aligning with my goals. Um, So I decided to look up a recipe for a lower calorie Caesar dressing and salad dressings are annoying because they just fucking eat up your fats like crazy. And I like to have like an avocado, like some sliced avocado or something. Or I might want to have a fattier protein on a salad. So it's always a bummer for me to use to waste fats on dressing, or really waste a lot of calories on dressing. So what I usually end up doing is I'll make like some sort of vinegar based and omit the oil and use seasonings. Maybe I'll use like some mustard, that kind of thing for a dressing. Uh, because I find that if I use the amount of dressing that's appropriate of like a regular fat dressing, I can you know it's like my like three lettuce leaves are going to be covered. Um, So anyway, so I look up the recipe for a lower fat option, Caesar salad dressing, uh, and it's in our database now, recipe number 210. Mm-hmm, two cups, yeah. uh, and it's fucking delicious. And it's like I want to say it's like fifty calories for two tablespoons or something like that. And it's super creamy. So now I'm like, we can we can explore more another use for Greek yogurt. We can explore some more salad dressing options with Greek mm-hmm. yogurt, and then you can actually use enough that you're not like depressed because that's usually the turn off of a salad is you're like, well, I'm trying to make it macro friendly. Yeah. I find that when I have a salad, it's usually when I'm having like on purpose, a higher calorie meal, because salads like just, salads are so high calorie. Right. Um, And people just seem that, I don't know why people think that salads by nature are going to be healthy. I have had so many clients, I can think of like three people in the past three months that have been like, Mm -hmm. well, I went out to dinner and I really wanted a burger and fries, um, but I want it to be good. So I had a, I had a Cobb salad. Well, and you just like,
1: had Girl. 60 grams of fat in that salad.
0: Right. You should have just had the <laughs> burger and fries. I'm sorry that you felt, but you, I'm sorry, but that, that salad was not a good decision. So like a restaurant salad, almost always, you're going to have to modify quite a bit to make it macro-friendly because it's just going to be fat packed. And it's funny because a lot of people, like another person who did, who made the same mistake, just not knowing she said, Oh, well, I just, I just ate low carb to be safe. Well, eating low carb is not like does doesn't mean anything, honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> First of all, carbs are like really important, especially if your goal is to put on muscle mass. Um, you know, we want to, everybody has a different threshold of carbs and a different, you know, combination of things that they need to have to make sure that they're having balanced meals. We want to make sure that we do have some fats with carbs. So we slow the spike, all of those fun things. So, you know, there are some guidelines around that. Um, but just not eating carbs is not like the ticket, um, especially because it would normal, will normally make you lean into fats. Mm -hmm. and fats are more than double the calories of carbs so guess what you just you, you thought you were doing a good thing and you felt like you were really compromising by having that salad but you should have just had the fucking hamburger
1: yep yep and that's where the macronutrition education really comes into play but I had this conversation last night with somebody, same, same thing, just looking. And we just pulled up the nutrition information from a couple of uh, restaurants. And I'm like, let's just, let's just scroll down this, this fat column here and just take a look at all these salads and all this mm-hmm. stuff and then and compare it. And she's like, wow. So I could have had like a steak and a potato and a whole, like a steak meal. And it would have been better than that. And Yep. Yep.
0: Yeah. And guess what? If you just fucking logged your food, you would have known that already. Uh, <laughs> but the fact that people resist logging their food so much, it just blows my mind. And especially if you're hiring a coach, like if you're hiring me to help you with something, it's because I'm a professional and I my way works 100% of the time. And it's so interesting when people are like, you know what? I think I'm just going to keep doing what I've been doing. Well, why are you, why did you just pay me a bunch of money and bang on my door if you're going to keep doing it your way? Your way doesn't work. But and I get that the that the reason is that people don't want to change. People don't want to be uncomfortable. But truthfully, even if you hate logging your food more than anything in the world, it's gonna take like ten minutes of your day, and you're gonna really like the results that that's good that it's gonna give you. Um, it is the it is the the main secret sauce, the main pill that people don't want to swallow is that logging your food and logging all of your food. Um, it's such a valuable tool, and it's like, why won't you do it? And, I, and sometimes I don't I don't know if. Um, it's because somebody is ashamed of what they're eating and they don't want to be honest about what they're eating, which Mm -hmm. by the way, if you're looking to make changes and to get healthier, and especially if you hire somebody to help you, you need to be willing to be honest. And if you're Mm -hmm. hiring somebody to help you, uh, you need to trust that, that, that their, their intent is to help you. You know, I can say that for our clients and, and anybody that has worked with us would agree that, you know, we're, we're not here to judge you or shame you. Like we've been in your shoes. We've done all of this stuff. We've struggled, uh, just as much as everybody else has um but if you can't be honest and if you can't um and if you're not gonna if you're gonna keep doing what you've always done you're gonna keep getting what you've always gotten um so it's time to make a change but when it comes to the logging of the food it's like you know it's just uh I, i don't know if it's an embarrassment factor if it's a laziness factor if it's a lack of education factor um but it seems to be a wall that like we always have like five percent no maybe three percent of total clients that just like won't get on board with doing that and it's Mm -hmm. the thing that's holding them back
1: right right and then there's that whole like intuitive eating movement that started a few years ago and it's like you don't have to log your food you don't have to do this you can just listen to your body well my body isn't telling me what i need to hear Right, exactly. You need to train your body, just like you would train.
0: Like we're animals, we need to train our bodies, just like just like we we train everything else. And if you want to train your body to uh to to make intuitive decisions that are healthy, um, but you're currently unhealthy, it's going to be uncomfortable to do the healthy mm-hmm. thing first. But then your body will adapt and to acclimate to that, and then you'll develop that intuition and those skills. And I'll tell you that for me logging, and you're you know you've done this too when you've taken breaks from logging. For me logging my food every day, every yes guys, every day, maybe aside from like a vacation day or two, but every day uh, for about four years, um, and logging to my targets. So not just logging randomly. Um, it's put me in a position that I will I eat to my appropriate nutrition targets pretty much every single day, and I've litmus tested this by uh, here and there I will log a day of my food. And last time I logged my food uh, to the gram on my protein, to the gram on my carb goals, I was two grams over on my fats. Those fucking snaps. fats are sneaky. But to, ha- but to say that, like, you know, I'm literally like, you know, just eyeballing portions of- and assembling, you know, different meals mm-hmm. um, that I've automatic, I've-, I've learned that intuition and I've trained yeah. my body to, uh, and my brain to eat balanced meals, but it's from doing it Doing it over a period of time, doing it when it's good, bad, ugly, whatever it is. Doing you're not, you can't just do it on the days that you're eating perfectly. You're not gonna learn a whole lot from that. Um, although it does help for planning, it's not gonna, it's gonna be incomplete information. Um, and I like to make that analogy of it just being like like looking at your budget. And, you know, and sometimes you're gonna overspend a little bit, and sometimes you have a little extra money in the bank. And that's okay. But the only way for you to learn it is for you to look at all of it. Yeah. And then I think the other piece is that some people get hung up on it being perfect, Um, Mm -hmm. being perfect either to their targets or being perfect as far as it being logged accurately. Yeah. And my favorite analogy for that is to stick with the budget analogy and to say, you know, well, somebody who's planning their finances, they're the, the, the best financial planner, they're going to plan down to the penny, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but that doesn't mean that planning to the 10th of the dollar isn't still very uh, valuable. Yeah, still like, still yeah. gives you an idea of where you're at with your budget. So if, yeah. for example, if you're going out to dinner and you don't want to bring a food scale with you, by the way, if you want to bring a food scale with you to a restaurant, by all means, I've done it before. I don't require it of anybody nobody gives a fuck just so you know. So nobody should be, nobody should be worried about being judged about that. Um, but I don't expect that there have been times in my journey that it served me to do that. Uh, it doesn't really align with where I'm at now. I actually, I don't log my food now. That's enough. That's a question for our next podcast. Um, but I will say, but then you'll say, you know, okay, well, if I can't perfectly log this in the scale, I know exactly how it's prepared. I'm just not going to log it. And I'm going to, get back on it tomorrow or, you know, or Monday, you know, those Mm -hmm. Mondays are magical, magical. Um, Whereas, you know, really if you just have an idea of where you're at calorically with your protein, with your carbs, your fats, then you can build the rest of your day around it. And you at least are in the range of where you want to be. And being in that range is going to establish consistency. Everybody yeah. gets so caught up in the being 100%. And I think it's so funny for the, the what I've noticed with people. And this is not an attack on your character if this is you. But it, but, you know, but it is something that I've observed. People that say things like I'm an all-in type of person are so full of shit. I've never seen somebody that says they're an all-in type of person actually go all-in. Like I really haven't. Those are the people that like just half-ass things all the time. And they're like – and then they say things to me like, well – if I'm not perfect, I don't make any progress. And the person, and and I'm actually thinking of somebody that this, that that this has happened with recently. And I literally was like, girl, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to work together closely for a week. And so for that week, uh, you know, we, we, I, I helped her with every single meal. I like, we were talking, I made a requirement for us to talk every single day. She did, uh, let's see, she did like half of her strength training. She did one of her three cardio sessions. She ate probably 80% to plan. Uh, and she lost five pounds that week. So to say that, and she's somebody who who has been so convinced that she needs to be 100%. No, all we needed to do was get her consistent at 80%. Now, a lot of people, it takes more than 80% to, to, to make yeah. progress. And, and, and as you get leaner, you have to be a little bit tighter with things. But if we can find that gray area, instead of people going from you know, 90% to 50% to, you know, 80% to 20%. If we can get you floating between 80 and hundred percent all the time, you'll have balance. You'll have a little freedom and flexibility. Um, but I think people have a really uh, skewed perception of what 80% is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 80% yeah. feels like 120% to a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: and know. it's like, That's if true. we do
0: the math, you're still really only at 80%. <laughs> right. Right. Um, but I guess that's, uh, it's funny. I brought it up a couple times, you know, I, you know, if you, if you really do want to make changes and you want to learn how to live a healthy lifestyle and remember it is, it is a skill to learn and it's, and like mm-hmm. any skill, like you're going to suck at the beginning and it's, and that's yeah. to be anticipated. Yeah. Um, you're not going to just be, you know, some, some, some freak of nature that just, Knows how to do it. Um, And when it comes to this health and fitness thing, we're given this impression that we're supposed to just know how to do it. But it is a skill to learn. You're not going to be good at it in the beginning. But like any skill, um, it comes with a lot of practice, a lot of repetition. It comes with a lot of doing it wrong. And then it comes with a lot of doing it right to really lock it in and for it to become a part of you. But if you add the factor of time, hold on. Fifty-two minutes, and this is the first time we're talking about time. <laughs> wow! Uh, you know that 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 element of patience is is such a, a barrier for people. Um, but you likely spent the past decade, two, maybe even more, fighting this fight. So. Take four or five years and do it right, and then you get to mm-hmm. live the rest of your life, however many decades God has planned left for you, uh, without this being a source of pain, with feeling good in your body, with being yeah. the healthiest version of you. Um, so take the time that it takes, and if you do hire somebody, um, make sure that you're honest with them. Make sure that you reach out to the, for them uh, to help. The only people who fail my program are the people that don't talk to me. Um, and make you know, sure that and, the and person I... that
1: you hire is being honest with you, and they're not telling you that they're going to be able to change your whole life in 12 weeks because – that is.
0: True. Too, they can
1: set you up with skills to continue that you continue to use to get there. But it will take four or five years, and that's that's what people don't really want to hear. But that's but if that's but really... if you
0: like work out the math of that, yeah. I spent thirty years being. And so you and I are like pretty similar on our timelines here. Thirty years of struggling of of being this being a sense of of pain and 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 something that I couldn't quite figure out. Then I hired my coach and I spent four years uh, really focusing on this and making it a priority in my life. Now I will spend the next, you know, I don't know, however much God has Mm -hmm. planned for me without this being a source of stress or pain with feeling rocking in whatever I wear. I mean, I got to tell you, I told you it's primetime season in Arizona. I have not once felt insecure about my body even a little bit this summer and that's fucking the that that is worth every little bit of blood sweat tears that I have put in over the past seven years doing this um I'm, I'm comfortable in a bikini hanging out with my friends I don't give a fuck it is the it is worth every bit of, of, of the work to feel comfortable at, in in your pool and with your friends and no matter where you are. Um, but really, truly taking that four or five years so that you can live however many, you know, 30, 50 years, whatever it is without this being a source of pain is so worth it. Or you can just keep doing what you've been doing for the past 30 years and you can spend the next 30, 40 years fighting this fight on the diet merry-go-round of death. Mm -hmm. Uh, but as we say, if you do it right, you only have to do it once. And, um, Chanel and I were actually talking about this the other day. She's like very laser focused and she's, she's getting close to a big goal, um, which, is, which is Wonderland. Uh, I hope that's how, okay, I share. No, she won't care. Um, she won't care. <laughs> and yeah, she's, and so she's, and she's been working really hard. She's making a lot of progress. And she said, you know what, Sarah? I'm really laser focused and I really want to get to this goal. I'm going to keep my, my foot on the gas here. And, you know, what? It, it's interesting because there's I, – I think there's two sides of the coin. But I'm going to argue in her favor on this because I felt this way too that I was like, you know what, girl, honestly, just stay focused and make this important and let's get you to your goal, So you can go on and focus on doing, on learning something else and another skill in your life. So let's mm-hmm. get you to your goal. I'll teach you how to maintain your goal, which by the way, is super important to learn how to, uh, to live in maintenance. It's a totally different part of your journey. Um, yeah. and then Go learn something else. You're not you're not gonna be dieting for the rest of your life. That's not something that has to be a part of your life for the rest of your life. If you do this the right way and you learn how to maintain, uh, you have to maintain the lifestyle still. You have to stick with the habits and behaviors. But 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 um, weight loss is not a part of my journey. And I I, I mean it. and if it was, you'd probably be like slapping me on the wrist over here. Because <laughs> we start looking a little freaky. Um, but you're getting to that place. You're in a similar place as Chanel. That like your goal is in sight now, Jess.
1: Right, right. I mean, I just posted something the other day about um, my my start to now with working with you or whatever, and it, it's three years. And honestly, right now, I don't care that it took three years to see that big progress that I'm seeing now in those two two pictures. I had a little bit of a detour in there with, you know, <laughs> pregnant and whatever. Um, So it's, it's not that I was, you know, working all that three years and it really took that long. I, there, was a, there was a detour, but Um, but it doesn't make a difference either. Like I, it, if you would have asked me back in 2020, you know, if it takes three years to get here, I would have been really disappointed if you had told me that. But Mm -hmm. now three years down the line, I don't care that it took three years to get here and that we were finally getting some good momentum and we're really like cruising now. I'm just glad that we're here. Mm hmm. But you're also in that same place that Chanel
0: is—that you're like, I want, I want, I want to finish this. I want to finish yeah. this thing. And Nicole's yeah. in that mindset too. There are a couple clients that are in a very similar. And and I don't think there's any right or wrong answer. You can take, uh, you can take a less intense approach. That's okay. But yeah. some, but I do think that there's something to be said for taking that intense approach so that you prioritize this. You learn it. Um, you know, it puts putting more practice and repetition behind things is going to make you learn it faster. Um, and then you get to move on to other, you know, other things in your life. There's, there is life beyond weight loss. You don't have, you know, there is, there, there is life, a life where you never have to diet again. Um, And I think people forget that and they just have this, you know, this this expectation that this is going to be a lifelong journey of chasing uh, a smaller body, and it's it's just not the case. Um, and it's not you know that that's not what the goal is. The goal is no. to get you where you want to go, to teach you the lifestyle, so that and you learn, learn how to stay else. there. <laughs> yeah, because how boring if the only fucking thing that you learn for the rest of your life is like how to be thin. <laughs> or wait, hold right. on. If you're still working on it for the rest of your life, you still didn't learn it. How many times? So how how much would it suck to keep trying and failing for the next twenty years um, when you? could just learn how to do it and get a little bit uncomfortable yeah you're gonna have to get a little bit uncomfortable but guess what it's okay to be uncomfortable um and then you just go learn other shit like do you to do something else man
1: <laughs> yeah yeah put your energy elsewhere yeah i'm
0: into it um i I think that's a good stopping point. We didn't finish answering Leanne's question, but – No. So we'll talk – I mean, we talk about food all the time. And Leanne, reference the post that I put up. Let's see. When is it from? Uh, March 24th. What's in my kitchen this week? And if anybody wants some easy things that are in there, you'll see that there is literally – Let's see of everything that I put in this list. There's probably like, I don't know, 30 or 40 things that are in my kitchen. Uh, the only thing that needs to be cooked are eggs, egg whites. Everything else is assembly only chuck in the microwave um, and you can just mix and match everything here along the way. So that's a really good resource. Um, if anybody is listening, that's not in the Facebook group and wants the what's in my kitchen post, uh, send me, send me a DM and I'll, I'll send you the the text there as well. Um, anything else? No, I think we can save it for the next episode. Oh, it feels like the rust is knocked off. Yeah. So I'm glad that we're back to potting. So uh, episode one, season two, Been There, Lost That Fod podcast. Uh, Thank you everybody for listening. Our motto here is do it right. So you only have to do it once. Uh, If you're looking for personalized and customized programming to reach and sustain your health and fitness goals, check out teamfitwithme.com, complete the uh, contact form. You'll get a coaching questionnaire or you'll get a coaching coaching application, I should say from there. Um, And then we'll send you your plan. I will note that anybody that has applied in the past and that we've talked uh, programs and pricing, we have uh, we have changed things a little bit and we have some more affordable options to to get through the door here and get rocking towards your goals. So if you haven't filled out a coaching application, go ahead and do that and we'll get back to you with some info. Um, That's it for now. See you guys next week.